Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone and welcome to Battles. I'm your host, Marlon Anderson. This is a podcast all about journeys and overcoming adversity. I truly believe that every battle we face makes us stronger. And I want to hear from other people who believe that too. In this series, I'll speak to everyone from actors and entertainers to motivational speakers, life coaches and beyond. From those in the limelight to those of extraordinary stories that haven't been heard, all journeys are important. We'll hear about battles they have overcome and battles they are still fighting, learning how we get through them and asking how they can make us who we are today. We'll also be finding out our guests' battle cry, their mantra to get them through the dark days. Battles is a podcast for everyone because everyone has battles to face. I hope you find lots of help and advice in these episodes and feel strong knowing that you can get through it too. Today's episode is a chat with Vex King. For those of you who don't know Vex, he's an author and self-help guru, best known for his amazing, best-selling book, Good Vibes, Good Life. The book draws from his personal experience and his intuitive wisdom to inspire you to be the best version of yourself. I wanted to speak with Vex to understand more about his experiences that shaped the book and ask him for his advice for all of us facing our own battles. Before we start, I do want to let you know that the episode contains references throughout to suicide, self-harm, depression and racial abuse. If you've been affected by these issues in the past, then please listen on with caution or skip this episode and listen to one of our other episodes. I've put links to places where you can get support in the episode description, so please reach out if you've been affected. I'm really grateful to Vex for sharing his story. I hope you find him as enlightening as I do. Hey everybody, welcome to Battles. Today I have on Vex King, who's a number one best-selling author, but also a friend. Vex, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm really excited to finally interview you. We've been saying this for a while. I know, yeah. Thank you for so much for having me on. How have you been? What have you been up to? How's lockdown treating you? Yeah, I've been good. I've been um, trying to take some time for myself because I've been working on my second book and it's been quite exhausting. Like I know you've got a book coming out next year in March and um, the writing process, although it's fun, it's quite tedious and like overwhelming, especially when you get to like the editing stage. And you're going through like several edits and you're like, oh my God, when will this end? I just want like the final product delivered. Oh gosh. And then like choosing the cover, picking the right subtitle. If you've got like images, you know, all of that, it takes, take, kind of takes it out of you. So I've been taking time for myself. So I said at the start of this lockdown or before the start of this lockdown that I wasn't going to do any interviews I wasn't going to do any coaching. <laughs> I wasn't going to do much um, online either. And then the lockdown got announced and I was just like, people are really going to suffer with their mental health during this lockdown. I think it's going to yeah. hit people much worse than the first one. So in my head, I was just like, you know what? Like now it's kind of like a, a call to action. And I, f- yeah. you know, I'm not saying that I'm going to 
like save people. I don't know, you know, paint myself as a superhero as such, but I just feel like there's things I can offer to people, some kind of guidance. um, And that's what I've been doing basically. So I started a mailing list recently and I posted uh, a guide to surviving lockdown or thriving, sorry, in the second lockdown, but just helping people keep their mental health kind of afloat. Amazing. Well, Vex, I want to tell everybody how I stumbled across you. So it was around this time last year. I was in America um, for Christmas, obviously. My my parents passed away, so I go to visit my brother in New York. And it's quite a tough time for me. I think I was going through, it was my little girl's first birthday would have been and her death anniversary. And I was just away in America feeling so sad. And I remember buying your book, Good Vibes, Good Life. and. I never buy books, not not for a while. I, I buy some really weird spiritual books, like in, um, what's the American Barnes and Nobles? Okay, yeah. And I got your book and I, I remember reading it within like a day and I was like, right, I need to find this author. I need to track him down on Instagram. Does his Instagram have positive quotes <laughs> on it too? And I remember tagging you and tagging the book because I was thinking my followers would benefit from this so, so much. Mm. And I haven't come across something quite like your book where it's self-help but also very mindful and very informative, which includes your life and what you've suffered and what you've gone Mm. through as well. And so it makes it a lot more relatable. And I remember just reading it thinking that's helped me and I was highlighting things and writing it in my journal to things I've taken out of your book. And yeah, and then I followed you since then and I just see how amazing you are and how in awe I am of you and your knowledge you have. And I think I bothered you a few times on Instagram, like, Vex, I'm going through this, can you help me? And I'm asking you advice oh, on no, this. Yeah. You're, never bo- you're never bothering me. I, I love the connection. Um, but yeah, thank you for sharing my book, by the way, because I remember having, like, seeing a surge of sales and also no just... No way! Just, yeah, no, I definitely... <laughs> saw a surge of sales and I was just like what's happened and then I went on to my stories and I realized that you posted like I think it was like a five or six part video review of the book oh, okay and yeah it was like the perfect sales <laughs> with a book. and I reposted it and I was just like wow and then you know I went onto your page and I was just like oh you've you know you've been on like Love Island and I see, I see a brown connection in there as well. <laughs> the Asian, the Asian yeah, thing. Going. Yeah, but um, it was amazing. No, thank you so much. I think it oh. just, I think it's people like you that have helped um, the book reach so many people. Like when I when I released the book, I sent it out to about ten of my like influencer friends, and not everyone like posted about the book, and some people did. Um, and you know, I didn't get like loads of traction from that. But then there were like genuine people that read the book yeah. that had platforms that were talking about the book. And then it kind of like, you know, reached out to so many more people through that. And it was so, it was nice because it was organic in that sense. Yeah, um, massively. And, yeah. And the people that are meant to kind of read the book have read the book, yeah. which is really special. And you'll find that with your book as well. Like the people that are truly going to benefit from your book, yeah, will find their hands on the book. And once it does help them, they will talk about the book. Yeah. So. 
like, the, the, it's a very natural process. A hundred percent. And the five, you said I did a five story review. Like I wouldn't do that for anybody unless I actually, <laughs> unless I, I actually, I feel, I, number one got paid I, or I actually read the book. I, I feel honoured. I do sometimes get a few, you know, critics every now and again saying like, how much are you paying these? Seriously? <laughs> these oh, yeah. there's always somebody. But we, we've spoken about trolling, which I'll come on to in a bit. But first of all, um, we all go through battles. We, we, we have trauma in life and we endure things that are sent our way to make us grow, as you know. Yep. And... I understand your 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 dad passed away when you're only six months old, and your mum mm-hmm. raised you, and you also suffered a lot of racist abuse growing up. Which I, funny enough, I did a post on that yesterday. I used to get called a lot of random nice things, which aren't nice at all. I couldn't imagine, yeah. Um, so talk talk me through your background, Vex, like your childhood. Just just brief it up a little bit, and kind of how you felt not growing up without with a well, without a dad. Yeah. Um, so I think you've kind of summed it up quite nicely, but. Um, yeah, so my obviously my dad passed away when I was six months old. My mum was fairly new to the country and she had me and my two sisters and um, we were actually homeless for around three years. So we weren't necessarily on the streets, but we were moving between like hotels, shelters and living with like family members. And although it was nice for our family members to take us in and, you know, we're extremely grateful for it you do sometimes feel like you're imposing on other people's lives, especially when they've just had kids and they're trying to start something fresh or they've just gotten married. Like it can seem a bit intimidating in, in in a way. Um, So sometimes we didn't feel welcome. And I still remember those things as a kid, even though there was such a long time ago, because that left an impression on me, on my mind. And, you know, after that, we were fortunate to move to a council estate home, but, the area we were in uh, wasn't very, very like welcoming. We'd get a lot of racial abuse. Um, I'd witness a lot of violence. And then growing up, that was kind of the theme. And also, actually, my mum had a business with um, an abusive family member that went bankrupt. So there was a lot of themes around poverty, yeah. violence and racism. And those experiences, especially when you experience them, um, before the age of six, when the brain's growing rapidly, can be quite traumatic. And I suppose as I was growing up, I always believed that my reality was going to be around like poverty. It's always going to be the same thing. And all I witnessed outside in front of me were problems. And I knew that there was better out there. Like there was an underlying feeling that there was something greater for me in life. But when I spoke to people around me, like people in my area or my friends, all they had ever witnessed was struggle. And because they'd always witnessed struggle, they couldn't come to terms with something better out there for them in their life. And I didn't want to believe that. I was just like, there has to be though, there's like so-and-so on TV that's done this with their life. Or there's, you know, this person, they're inspiring millions of people. And, you know, they must have had hardship in their life. So what I decided to do is I turned to books and I wasn't much of a reader. And it's strange saying this because now I've read a lot of books, but in school, I literally made up book reviews. I would just look at the title, read the last page, 
and kind of fill in the rest. And I never got caught, <laughs> funnily <laughs> enough. Um, but I never used to really be into reading. And then as kind of the internet age started, and I, you know, I was on my 56k uh, internet connection, I used to go on like hip hop forums because I'm really into like rap music and hip hop. Forums, and... do you remember forums? Buddy? Yeah, <laughs> forums where, where you can connect with people yeah. online as we do on social media. Yeah. And there was like this section called the knowledge section. And in this section, I was always drawn to this section because people would talk about spiritual topics and things that people can do to make their lives better. And I remember a book called Think and Grow Rich being mentioned. And apparently it was a book that Bruce Lee read and it changed his life. And I was thinking like, I used to love martial arts. I used to watch all the like Bruce Lee movies, even the ones that had like dubbing on them. I, I, I thought to myself, well, like if he's get, gained so much success through this book, like I need to read this book and I need to do whatever's in this book to change my life as well. So I grabbed a copy of this book. And to be honest, I probably downloaded it illegally, um, which I shouldn't have done. But LimeWire at the no, time, at the, at the time, I probably did. <laughs> and um, you know, I read the book, and it really started changing my mindset. And then I started studying other great people, people that had achieved amazing things in their lives. And I realized that everyone's been through a journey, and some people have been through things that would subjectively be worse than mine and have achieved like the unthinkable yeah. and I thought like what separates them from me and it was literally the mindset so every time I was reading these books I was almost reconditioning my mind and empowering myself to live a better life and think a better way and it's very like logical in a sense that you know a positive mind gives you a positive life but it's so hard to practice that positivity genuinely and that's what I've come to learn as I've grown 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 even older is that you know we can pretend to be positive consciously but if we don't feel positive deep down and there are a lot of things that would affect that for example past trauma then we're not actually going to be able to practice that positivity genuinely and if the universe responds to your energetic vibration Um, then we have to ensure that we're nurturing that positivity and it comes from a place where we actually feel positive rather than pretending to think positive. And this is what my book kind of addresses is fair enough, you know, positivity helps and self-love helps, but how do we get there? And that's what I really wanted to address in my book. And I wanted to break it down very simply so as many people could access it as possible. Honestly, this is like music to my ears. So when did the shift take place in you? You've researched these these famous people that have done well with their careers and stuff. How did you implement their routine into your life? Where did it all begin? I think, so the first shift almost took place when I was around 15 and 15 or 16 years old, I think. Like I was, I suddenly become like really deep it sounds strange so but for I was those listen- listening a shift and getting oh, what's the term we're allowed to, well we're going to use spiritually woke what's, um, what's, well, what's the word I hate all these terms I, the, yeah I'm not I'm not when you're, of, your, your mind opens up to the universe or your consciousness possibilities I suppose possibilities like, yeah let's, let's keep it really simple because yeah. you know sometimes I think 
these labels are quite confusing yeah, and they yeah. kind of feed our ego more than they actually yes. like feed ourselves. Um, but, you know, I was open to possibilities that there was better out there for me yeah. and there was more to life than my suffering that I was wow. held in. Um, but like I said, it's very hard to actually practice those things that you read. And although mindset shifts were taking, there was a lot of work that needed to take place that I was kind of oblivious to. And there were certain books that I read. Um, and this is a great book. And I do highly recommend books like The Secret because they really talk about how you can take control of your life and how your energy does actually create a positive life. That kick-started it for me, The Secret. Yeah, and it, I think it's kick-started a lot of people's kind of s- spiritual paths. But the issue is, is that sometimes we read books like that and we try and create a fake utopia within our minds and think like everything's okay and we're okay and nothing in the world's wrong, right? And it yeah. kind of makes us ignorant to the darker aspects of our personality. And I suppose when I was, I think it was after I was the age of 21, probably around 22, um, you know, I was in the worst place I'd been in, in a very long time. I was extremely suicidal. Um, and although I didn't go and see a doctor, I would probably classify, classify myself as depressed because, yeah. you know, my mind just wasn't operating in the way it should have been. Like, you know, one of the the key themes of all kind of positive thinking um, philosophies is to count your blessings. So have, you know, have gratitude yeah. in your heart. But I couldn't physically count the blessings in my life. Yeah, It was easier for me to count the days towards my death than to count my blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew then that there's something was wrong and that, Although I was, you know, I had the right intentions in my mind about thinking positive, like there was something deeper within myself that I needed to address. And that's when I started my self-love journey. And although I didn't know it was self-love, like I didn't give it a label, I knew that I had to go deeper within myself. And, you know, there was practices like meditation, which really helped me get into those thought patterns which are in the subconscious layer layers of our mind because you have to remember that the subconscious mind is responsible for 95% of our life it's 30,000 times more powerful than the conscious mind which thinks so you can say that's okay I'm happy but if you don't feel happy deep down in the layers of your subconscious mind then that's the predominant thought. That's a predominant belief that's going to shape your reality. So I really had an even bigger shift then. And since then, I've carried on expanding my work. Um, And I also, you know, I try and learn every single day. I look at different avenues and modalities to see where healing can take place. Because one thing I have learned is that although the underlying themes of self-development are pretty much the same, yeah. Um it isn't always a one size fits all because we've all gone through different things in our past and our present is basically a reflection of our past because we are holding impressions within our subconscious mind which have been created throughout our history. So I stop this. I'm like listening to you, like trying to <laughs> trying to take this all in. <laughs> I, I love, love it. how focused you were. I know. 
Uh, this is this is just this is what I'd be messaging you anyway. Like, tell me about your subconscious mind. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. talking about the subconscious mind when you meditate you your your aim is to reach that state of bliss where you are nothing you are just one as ramdas says yeah. I, I freaking love ramdas and <laughs> we just all want to be one and that equals us being zero technically so we become nothing yeah so as you say we need to peel away these layers of our subconscious mind in order to heal how do we how does one do so when we're so busy when people are so busy living in the day-to-day -day work and going through their nine to five job and they're focusing on what they're going to eat for dinner and have they've had an argument with their boyfriend and they're doing this and they're doing that. Mm. How does one heal themselves through their subconscious? I think the key thing is, is to, is to slow down. And this is why the lockdown's perfect. Yeah. It's because it's forced us to slow down. Um, I can't remember what the quote is, but I remember I read something online and it's basically said that if you can't go, outside or outward you have to go inward yeah and it's the perfect kind of way to sum up what we should be doing or could be doing to learn more about ourselves and why we respond to life's life's events as we do now a lot of psychologists have said that trying to stay busy all the time is actually some kind of trauma response yeah. to your past right because you're basically trying to avoid yeah. what you'd have to face if you slowed down. So basically the answer is, is, is to slow down and start to basically observe the thoughts and ideas that come to mind. Now, what happens in meditation is, and I know in an ideal world, we can sit completely still in meditation and be at one with everything and everyone. And we can then carry on that feeling as we approach the world so if someone does something that's you know not that's a little bit harmful we can still love them unconditionally while realizing that that behavior isn't led by love but you know that's a journey of spiritual growth yeah. and not everyone is like ramdas or <laughs> You know, the day oh, I am. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'd love to be like him. You are like Honestly, him. Honestly, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to be like him. But um, what meditation does is it allows you to separate yourself from your thoughts. Okay. Because we get to realize that actually, if I'm observing my thoughts, then how can I be those thoughts? 
right? Because the subject and object can never be the same thing. When I look at you, I know that you're Malin and I'm Vex, right? I don't confuse you with me. So in the same way, when we meditate, we realize that we're basically this awareness that is observing these thoughts that are popping in and out. And then we start to realize that actually these thoughts are A, um, not permanent. So, you know, they're going to come and float in and float by. And second of all, we can start to maybe realize where these thoughts stem from. Because there might be something that's linked to that particular thought. I feel like when we have these thoughts, they all rise from core beliefs or impressions within our subconscious mind, right? And they almost bubble up. And when we're meditating, they're almost rising to the surface. And then we're seeing these thoughts. And sometimes through our awareness, maybe not within meditation, but after meditation we realize that A, those thoughts aren't necessarily true. Yeah. B, those thoughts aren't us. And C, we start to figure out where those thoughts might have come from. So personally for me, like meditation helps me a lot. But another technique that I highly encourage is journaling. Yeah, I love journaling. Journaling is amazing. And I didn't realize I was journaling ever since I was like 14 or 15 years old. You, you don't realize you're doing it. Right. I think some, even if you're keeping a diary, like that is a form of journaling, right? But journaling means different things to different people. But basically, it's just writing your thoughts, emotions and experiences down and whatever comes to your mind. And I'd always done this as a child because it helped me become self-aware, I think. And when you're writing, sometimes I know I do anyway. I think to myself, like, why did I feel that way? And soon as you ask the question, then you're forced to seek an answer. Yeah. And the truth is that we always know the answers, but we just never go searching for them. And this is why I think sometimes just sitting there, even if you're not meditating, even if you're not journaling and just contemplating on your life and your decisions, why do I do certain things? Like in my culture almost, you know, we were told to follow certain paths, right? Same. And a, yeah, and a, a certain path yeah. is basically associated to success. And if you don't follow that path and if you don't tick off those certain milestones in the certain time timeframes, then you're almost deemed like a failure. Yep. <laughs> but when you start looking at those things and you start questioning your beliefs and why you do certain things, you almost realize that actually you've inherited a lot of these beliefs through other people, right? And it's usually through their fears. For example, you're told to follow certain things so that your life doesn't go wrong. Maybe like how your parents' lives went wrong. And that's living through fear, right? Yeah, it's living through fear. So those fear patterns are almost passed on to you and instilled in you. And then they basically shape your beliefs. And then you create a life based on their beliefs thinking that they, they're your own. So you're not actually leading your own life. You're leading their life. If someone tells you what your life looks like, it's not your life, it's their life. Yeah. So a lot of my practices were basically around introspection and just looking within myself. And meditation really helped me. 
But with meditation, does the healing occur whilst meditating? Because I know it takes me a while to get into that meditative state because I'm like, what am I eating for dinner? Like, And it's so annoying. And I stay there and I push myself until I'm just blank. But does it occur then or thereafter, the meditating? It's weird because healing's occurring in every moment that you pursue it, I think. So as soon as you let go of an ex-lover that's done you wrong or harmed you in any sense... As soon as you start crying, yeah, right, because you're feeling those emotions physically, like um, I think Jay Z said, you have to reveal it to heal it. Yeah. And soon as that revelation comes, your healing journey's begun. And that's awareness th- to what you need healing on, right? Yeah. So, but- like, that's part of your part of your journey, I suppose. And maybe this is what you're getting at: is when do you know that you're actually healing? Is it through the meditation? I think everything adds up. And it all creates some sort of impression and change but on your mind. What about things that stem from childhood, trauma that's happened, whether it's sexual abuse, whether it's, God knows, like really intense bullying, neglect, and you, you numb that pain out and you're not aware of it when you're older, but then you're doing these really harmful habits. So it could be drug addiction, alcohol, uh, choosing the wrong men, sleeping around, sex addiction, shopping addiction, where it all comes out in different forms. What if you're not aware of what you've endured trauma-wise? How, like, but, you, but you're having mental health. Where's, well, like, how do you unpick up the trauma that's really deeply rooted into your DNA? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes Quite sense. Quite deep, sorry. I think, <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a good question. Um, you know, although I'm not a psychologist by profession, um, you know, I read, I read a lot of books on the topic of like trauma and PTSD. Um, I think being aware of your body is actually a really good indicator of where the healing might need to take place. Um, There's an amazing book called The Body Keeps the Score. And in this book, the, the main gist of it is basically that the body never forgets the trauma. Yeah. So, you know, you might feel it in your chest. You can see it sometimes. You could be walking down the street and... You might see someone and it might just be a random person that's done nothing to you at all. And you might feel a certain way, like your chest might feel heavier. And some people would say, well, that's bad vibes. But we have to really discern between intuition and projection. And a lot of those times, those heavy feelings on our body are rooted in some form of trauma. So I think the key indicator is is knowing that your body isn't, in alignment maybe with your thoughts and your spirit and I think that is really the key to healing that when your mind body and spirit is in alignment you will feel that fulfillment and this is what I think a lot of psych like psychological research is also discovering that you know healing happens beyond just the mind yeah it happens when we start nourishing our body. And this is why self-love is so important because it's not just about focusing on those mental patterns or, you know, making a nice cup of tea or having boundaries within your life. It's also about exercising and rejuvenating the physical aspects of our existence. I've actually worked with people where... 
they've experienced something very traumatic in the past and they've not been able to face it until they've done um, some kind of practice like yoga. Um, because if you know if if we go back to you know Joe Dispenza and you know a, a lot of other great thought leaders and their you know um ideas around the the mind and the body being connected which it is is that if you can move through your body then that's going to be linked also to your mind so as a result you know they work together yeah um so for some people for example you know they felt very anxious about or towards life. And that anxiety has been linked to something within their past. Mm. But because a lot of our trauma can happen between the ages of, well, as soon as we're born and six years old, a lot of us can't think back to what that trauma is linked to. So sometimes it's kind of hard to, you know, dissect where that trauma's come from. But as soon as you start moving your body and as soon as you start almost loving yourself in a in a physical sense through things like yoga or tai chi or qigong or even martial arts, you know, something that makes you feel good, suddenly the anxiety is released from your body and as a result your mind also starts changing. Because yeah. you start building those new neural collection, uh, connections in your brain. So I think it's very important to to nurture all three of those, yeah. the mind, body and spirit, but not to try and overthink your approach yeah. to those things. Because I think we can get so overwhelmed with theory and what we should be doing. And yeah. I always say to people... You say like, this to me a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, do what do what feels good. Do what feels natural to you. Like, there's so many terms thrown around as well. Like, yeah. you know, inner child healing, like reparenting yourself, shadow work. Yeah. Like, you can get lost in it. But all these things are basically pointing to the same thing. And they're basically pointing to the unconscious parts of your subconscious mind. Right? And rewriting those patterns. Because... The great thing about the subconscious mind is that you can rewire it based on habits by repetition, by doing something empowering or even affirming a positive thought or an idea over and over again. You start building new neural connections in your brain. And how long does it take to do that, though? How long are we talking to implement something new into your life where it doesn't become an effort anymore? It becomes part of who you are, you know? So... um, New research has actually shown that it takes approximately 66 days. So that's just over over two months. I know like there's internet memes that say that you can rewire. And I even even believe this without questioning it, actually, Hmm. that you can uh, create a new habit in, I think, in 21 days or something. Yeah. Um, But actually, the research is showing that it's 66 days, probably give or take a few days. I don't know how precise it is, but it doesn't happen overnight. And I think if you are on a journey of healing um try not to compare your healing with other people's as well like you have to realize that a lot of these impressions within our mind have been created over a lifetime so to expect yourself to drop them overnight is asking yourself for so much yeah like you know just do your best that's all you can do as a human being 
It's funny you say that because I put, I admit I put pressure on myself to just heal and heal and I'm searching for the next thing. But the way you say it is take a step back, implement these things and watch yourself grow and flourish naturally. Yeah. And I think we all, we all want to be in a good place, right? But I think that it's, it's a process and it's a journey and it, it's not overnight. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, it's just a journey. Like I'm on my journey and everyone else is on their individual journeys and we just have to remember that. God, Vex, I could talk to you all bloody day. <laughs> I've got other like weird questions in my head. I'm thinking, no, it's not, 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 not for today. But right, I'm going to finish it off with what is your battle cry? What is your mantra that gets you through life? If it's one quote. It's, it's actually um, a quote by Napoleon Hill that has changed my life. Um, and, you know, I stick by it till this day. Is And it's basically whatever the mind can believe and conceive it can achieve and I think that's kind of got me through life almost that just believing in something and even if I have to do work to create that belief it's then helped me shape who I am and how my life looks today so true thank you so much Vex what what have you got coming up anything new any new books you want to plug I know your insta his instagram Um, guys is Vex King at Vex King you need to go follow. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I can just be found under at Vex King on all my social media platforms. I'm basically on everything, although I use Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook the most. And I have a YouTube channel as well with like free meditations. Um, I do have a new book coming out next year. So it's been bought a year forward because First of all, I finished it quicker than I was supposed to. Um, the lockdown really inspired this book. And even when I signed the deal for this book, you know, I had a mutual understanding with Hay House that I would write this book when I felt inspired to. Um, yeah. And I was working off my intuition and th- the time came. And I really do hope that this book's going to help people. I'm not allowed to say what the title is or Aww. what the book's about. <laughs> but I really do hope that this this book does help people. So that'll be out at some point next year. Um, but I also have a mailing list if anyone's interested. So my mailing list, my rule is that I don't send out anything that I wouldn't like to receive. Because I know yeah. when you join a mailing list and it's just spam, 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 it's quite off-putting. Um, but all my mail outs are pretty much weekly or bi-weekly. But I talk about things that I can't talk about on my platforms. Um, So it's not like censored stuff. It's just me going into topics a little bit deeper, uh, like Kundalini yoga, uh, meditation exercises, and even like how to form a routine. So if anyone's interested... (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna subscribe. okay cool I've got, I've got a new subscriber <laughs> Amazing. oh gosh um, I just love how you listen to your body and you listen to yourself when you just said about you agreed with Hay House that you weren't going to release a book until you you're inspired to it that is what I need to be more like I need to separate things when I don't feel like doing something I need to be kinder to myself and not put pressure on myself I think a lot of us could learn from that Vex <laughs> I think the ego mind's constantly telling us yeah. to do this, do that, or you need to. And, you know, like they say, that we are our biggest critics. Um, but, you know, I always feel like when you're at ease and you're in this kind of natural flow, things just happen yeah. a bit more easier for you. Yeah. I'm not saying that you're going to avoid all struggles, but I feel like you can approach life in an easier way. And, you know, a lot of people now say that I'm very laid back, (laughs) which I think I am. But I never used to be. You know, I used to operate off triggers. I used to 
be quite loud. I used to be, no, I wasn't always that loud, but I, I, I was quite a noisy person because my mind was quite noisy. And since I've been able to kind of tame that ego a little bit and, you know, just listen to, to almost listen to my soul and be more intuitive, yeah. I've just been able to make or trust the decisions that I make. And it just puts me in a happier place. It's funny because I'm going to finish it off with we are just energy and we are just one soul. This is us. And, you know, we need to experience life to its fullest. Yeah. Bex, thank you so much for coming on. You're a star, literally. You are a star. Uh, you are. Uh, you are the. What's? How do I say it? You are the guru of society today, literally. I know you hate that. I know you hate that word. <laughs> you're, you're too kind. You're too kind. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank so you for much, having Bex. me. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Battles. If you've been affected by anything you have heard in the show, you can find links to support services in the description. Please subscribe to the show and leave us a review too. It makes all the difference. Battles is a Studio 71 production and is hosted by me, Marlon Anderson. I'll see you next time.